one man, one mission to rid the world of low standard and mediocre acting once and for all. Brian Timoney, the world's leading authority on method acting, brings you powerful, impactful, volcanic acting and business of acting techniques in his special acting podcasts. It's Brian Timoney's World of Acting, Unplugged and Unleashed. Hi, it's Brian Timoney here and uh, welcome on to today's podcast. And today what I'm going to be talking about is your acting type. What is your acting type? Now, what do I mean by that? Well, here's the thing is that um, it tends to be that you have a, a type that you play better than anything else as an actor. Now, if you're an aspiring actor, this may, you might be in the early stages of understanding this. Um, but here's the thing is that I get this question a lot about typecasting and uh, people get concerned about, you know, I don't want to be cast in this type of role over and over again. I'm really worried about being typecast. And I always say, look, the problem initially isn't about being typecast, it's about being cast. And so therefore, um, it's, it's, it's cool when you're getting cast for anything initially. And in the beginning of your acting career, it's about building credits. And what I mean by building credits is that on your acting CV, you want as many credits as you can build, you know, because basically that is proof of what you um, can do. It's also proof that other people have had faith in you, you know, they've given you acting work. And so that proves to other people that um, that you're trustworthy, you know, that you're up for this and that you're capable of doing the job. So uh, initially, it's not really about, you know, I'm going to get typecast and I'm worrying about that. In fact, you should turn this to your advantage. Um, it, it, you know, when you we think about things, you know, when we're resistant to things, they tend to cause problems. So resisting the fact that there is a, a typecasting sort of situation that goes on within the casting world isn't really that helpful. You just need to, you know, accept it. And what I mean by that is that, you know, casting directors, their time is limited, they're they're having to cast in um, very short time frames. They've got a lot of pressure coming from different angles, you know, from producers, directors, and so on. And really, they're looking to to make their life, like most people, um, as easy and as effortless as possible. And for them, if they understand that you're a certain type or where you fit in the industry, it just makes their job a whole lot easier, right? Because, you know, if they've got, you know, a short frame of time to to cast something, right, let's just say, let's take an example, right? Let's say that they're casting some TV cop drama and on their phone, in their computers, they've got folders and they might have a folder that says um, cops, right? And they go to, to that folder and they'll, they'll have a list of names, you know, people that they, they go to, basically, Knowing that they are the the right person for this kind of role, and and here's the thing is under the term of cops, there might be even different categories. There might be, you know, what I need the aging detective who's you know always falls um, eventually on the wrong side of the law kind of character. Um, I've got the the kind of uh, the newbie cop, the guy or girl that's just qualified. Um, to become a police officer and does everything by the book kind of cop. Um, we've got the the bad guy cop, you know, who basically, yeah, he's a policeman, but actually underneath it all, he's always basically, you know, up to dodgy things. So he, here's the thing is that there's all the, even these different kind of categories within that category. 
And this is the job of the casting director, right? They have to sift through all of this and think, who who is the best person for that role? You know, if I'm going to have to cast the the, um, the newbie cop, where do I go? Who's who's good at doing that? And um, so the more that you can actually um, package yourself towards a certain type and explain to the industry that you're really good at that, it's going to make their their life a whole lot easier. So knowing your type, knowing where you fit, isn't a bad thing. Um, it's not, a, you know, and again, it's not about being um, typecast. In fact, if you turn that thing in its head, you know, don't be resistant to it, but use it. Then actually, if you go out with the idea that initially you are going to kind of typecast yourself to a degree, you're basically going to say, look, these are the roles that I can do better than anyone else. Now, later on, you know, when you've got a, a full CV and you've been in the industry a hundred years, you can then think, well, you know what? Okay, I'm, I want to diversify. I want to do something slightly different. Then fine, that's cool. You know, that's great. In fact, the industry will probably want you to do that. Um, but initially, like I said, it's about getting the work. It's about getting those credits on the CV. And the quickest and easiest way to do that is to be very clear about where you fit in the industry and um, really presenting that to the industry as well so that they can think, ah, right, I know where this um, guy or girl sits. So let me take a couple of examples, um, real-life examples, if you like, of people that have played a certain type and done very well from doing that. Um, number one in the list, unsurprisingly, might be somebody like Clint Eastwood. Um, so Clint, nobody does Clint better than Clint, right? I mean, what I mean by that is, you know, the roles that Clint Eastwood does, these um, moody, um, doesn't say very much, you know, silent, strong type, um, kind of bad guy, good guy type of role. I mean, nobody does them better than Clint Eastwood. That is the reason that Clint Eastwood um, has had an amazing career, is that he is off the chart when it comes to playing that type of role. Can you think of anybody else that plays that, those roles better than Clint Eastwood? I can't, right? So here's the thing that he has built a career around around that type of um, around that type of role. Now, eventually, you know, he kind of got to a point in his career and he said, right, okay, I want to try other things. I want to expand. I want to kind of move into other areas. And he he did things like um, the Bridges of Madison County, where he plays a completely different kind of character. But for the majority of his career, he built his name around playing that one type of character. So, um, and it's no bad thing to have that niche and to be brilliant at something, you know, um, to be brilliant in one particular area, one particular type. Um, so here's a more recent one, if you like which is, um, I was just grabbing my coffee there, actually, where the slight radio silence on the uh, on the, uh, on the the line. It, well, this isn't commercial radio at, at the end of the day, right? So um, I, I kind of like to do what, what I want. So, you know, I'm taking a, I'm taking a bit of a coffee. If, if you hear any slurping, you know where it is. Right, so, so Claire Foy, right? So she's more recent, um, Claire Foy. And she's um, she's done a part um, that she's become famous for, which is uh, playing the Queen, right? And uh, she played the Queen in uh, the Netflix production of The Crown. Um, 
so that is a pretty, I guess, iconic role to play. Um, it's a very particular kind of part. Um, however, it's also very niching because Claire has went on to do other roles that are not the same, but there's a similarity. And what I mean by that is they, they are, there's been a few, a number of upper class um, English roles where she plays the um, sort of um, together English woman, but with a, a, a panic underneath. So um, she's brilliant at that. I mean, I would say she's the best, probably the best on the planet at that right now. And so she's getting a lot of those roles. Now, what she's managing to do already, and very smartly of her, is that now she's getting to a certain level, she's starting to broaden that. Um, she did a film called Unsane recently where she plays an American role. Um, she's still playing as the, the panicky, sort of um, edgy aspect of, of her character, of her, you know, her personal character. Um, however, it's expanding out. So there we go. It's, um, it, but the thing is, if Claire Foy had basically said, you know what, I don't want to play any of those upper class repressed English roles, um, then, you know, she wouldn't be where she is. You know, she's made her name doing that and then she's expanded out. So um, that's quite a smart move in her, in her, uh, from her point of view. So who else? Well, how about James Nesbitt? Um, he's an interesting actor, a very good actor. Um, but he's majority of his work has been that cheeky chappy, um, obviously Northern Irish guy, um, good guy. I mean, I can't remember, there might have been, but I can't remember a role where Jim Nesbitt has played a bad guy, for example. He's always playing that sort of, um, that side of his personality that, um, you know, is a cheeky chappy, um, nice guy next door. Um, actually, I do remember there was one uh, drama I seen him in where he plays um, not so nice a character, but still he still plays that nice guy next door in that. So um, it's interesting, right? So the the fact is, is don't be resistant to your type. In fact, the industry will want you to embrace your type. The more you resist it, the more you try and run away from it. Um, you're only going to make it harder for yourself. Um, and more difficult because um, it, it's harder for the industry to you know where to put you. So if you can, if, for example, say you go to a casting director or an agent and they ask you, what can you play? And you say, I can play everything. I can play anything. You know, my range is so wide that, you know, you can put me in anything and I can do it. Um, that is not actually helping them. You might think that's a good thing to say, that you have range, um, and that may be true, you know, you may have a great range, but it's not helping them understand where you fit, because within that range, you are brilliant at a few things, and um, you want to let that be known. So, for example, you might want to think about what kind of professions do you think that you can play better than anybody else? So are you good at playing doctors, nurses, um, you know, cops, um, the guy in the building site? Um, you know, where where is it that you fit? And have a long, hard look in the mirror, you know? It's, um, don't be delusional about this. You know, think about your backgrounds, you know, where you grew up, how you sound, how you look, because all of that is going to be taken into consideration when you walk into a casting. Um, when a casting director sees you, they are going to come to certain conclusions based on how you look and sound. Um away from actually reading the part, for example. So, 
There we go. Um, I think it's something to take into consideration. And then once you've identified your your niche, if you like, you know, your type, then you want to kind of package that up. You basically want to kind of go to town on that uh, to some degree. So, for example, um, you might say you are great at playing the, um, the beaten down cop. Then you might want to have some headshots or some photographs that, that basically back that up. You might want to have something on your website that shows that or, or gives that impression, that image. Um, you might want to create something um, on your showreel that you know reflects that. So that basically that all your marketing material, if you like, so all the things that you you have to market yourself to the industry starts to send a very strong message. So it's not to say that every single thing that you send out has got to be, you know, that's one particular message, but you should have the ability to hone in in one area and then be able to send to a casting director, for example, um, or director, material that really reflects that one type, as well as maybe one or two other things, um, so that um, it really sends that single message over and over again and they get the message so that when they come back to cast in that type you will be in that folder you might even be at the top of the list so um so there we go there's some food for thought um when it comes to your type um embrace it you know you know it's, it's you know it'll be great you know one day you know when you want to completely change accent you know you want to do a daniel day lewis on it you know you want to completely change your demeanor you know you want to go really far away from from your you know sort of um, conditioning if you like your own background then great but until that day you use all of that because nobody knows your background your culture the way that you are better than you um so use it to your advantage you know um, let it flow. Let it flow towards something positive rather than trying to be resistant to it. Okay, that um, brings me to an end on this podcast. Go and put it into action, and uh, I look forward to speaking to you on the next one. You've been listening to Brian Timoney's World of Acting. For a full transcript of today's show, go to www.worldofacting.com. We'll see you next time.